Welcome to the Product Quest Podcast. Thank you for joining us on our journey to better understand innovation and product strategy. My name is Scott Burleson, and joining me as always, my co-hosts Jan Vermouth and Jonathan Edwards. Today we welcome our special guest, Katerina Kozlo-Java. Katerina is an experienced product manager who became so enthusiastic about innovation, she went on to get a PhD with her dissertation on the commercialization of software innovation. Today, she is the Chief Assistant Professor of Business Innovations at Puadiv University in Bulgaria, where she teaches courses on innovation, creativity, design thinking, product development, and commercialization. She's the author of the book, Business Innovation, which we are certain to get into today. Katerina, welcome to the Product Quest podcast. Scott, thank you kindly for your invitation. And that was a great introduction. <laughs> the greatest I have ever heard. Thank you so much. And you said it so right. So well, right. Well, thank you. We, it's speci- me. Yes, we it's specialize me. in introductions. The rest of it all goes downhill. <laughs> but we do really, we do, we, we make sure we have a great introduction. You know, if you play music, it's all about the, the song. It's all about the beginning of a song and the end of the yeah. song. If you're up playing in front of people, they forget the middle. So we, we make sure the beginning and endings are very strong. So thank you for that comment. All right. And of course, we're going to get into your thoughts on innovation, your book and whatnot. But first, I want to go back in your career a little bit. After finishing your bachelor's degree in Bulgaria, you left to Florida to work for Marriott. That sounds like one of the most fun assignments ever. I love Florida. I was born in Florida, by the way. So what do you remember about that experience? It was really a great experience. I have finished actually my bachelor's degree was hospitality management. My bachelor's degree, I was in the Marriott in Marco Island. It's a Marriott resort there. Um, I have a professional career training program there. So I was put on different positions there. Great experience, great place, great friends, lots of experience in this field, really. Some of my greatest years. Yeah. And learn a lot. I mean, team working, uh, diversity, working with people from different part of the world, of the world, which is really, really important for every manager to be able to talk to everyone, to understand everyone, and to use the best of everyone and put yeah. it on this table. Really, that was the great one of the greatest experiences I had. Yeah. Even though I haven't worked in hospitality since then, but uh, my n- next job was close to after that. Yeah. So when you came back, you became, uh, you took a role as a product manager, which I still mm-hmm. think, I think it's just one of the best jobs it, there is. I mean, I certainly enjoy what I'm doing now, but when I think about my own time as a product manager, it was just so much fun. Maybe I'm, my memory's playing tricks on me, but. But, you know, but coming from that background and transitioning into product management, that's very interesting. So how did how did you learn this this art of product management? It was uh, really difficult because I when I went to this interview, my the CEO of the company said, Katerina, he, he just uh, uh, asked me one single question. Katerina, can you do it? Because I didn't have any experience being a product manager and I was just and I was put on that high position at once and he just asked me uh Katerina can you do it can you be a manager of this product uh and I yes I said yes 
I can I really can do it. I was positive that I really can run this uh, uh, product, can develop this product, can improve this product, and can um, uh, I'm talking about a hotel software product. Sure. So it was uh, connected with my experience. I knew the business. I knew the business processes in the hotel, restaurant, and all the departments. Of course, I, I used this knowledge. I really was sure I can do it. How did you understand the customer needs for this product? So I was working uh, in B2B business. So our customers were big hotels. So it was a B2B business. They know what they want. They have certain requirements. So I faced the problem of understanding customer needs then because I was working with big customers and um, they, you know, big customers know what they want. They have certain needs and requirements and they're expecting you to meet those needs and requirements. But, uh, and they thought they could articulate their needs in the right way. And actually they could do this. These uh, uh, needs articulated in their own words uh, happened to be useless for the developers, for the product developers. And that, that was one of my mistakes. I really was able to put the customer in the middle, in the center of this process of gathering information about needs, but I was not able to ask the right questions. So the customer was in the center of the process. I was doing um, in-depth interviews, focus groups to see the problem from this different aspects, from different sites. But the information that, was, that I was gaining was solutions and specifications, already solutions and specifications. Like for example, I, let's say when I'm making a reservation, I want to um, I want to be able to restore the customer data from previous days. This is a solution. Yeah. Sure. Need we are doing this uh, uh, solution. We are giving that solution to the customers, and he's saying, "No, Katerina, this is not the thing that I wanted to have." So it was if I was uh, gaining that information as a desired outcomes, for example, it should sound like to reduce the time to make a reservation. Correct. This is right. an outcome. So I was making mistakes like this, but I was like too young. I was, of course, learning from my mistakes. It's all that innovation is for uh, learning uh, by doing mistakes, by failing. But the thing is to fail fast and to fail with uh, less um, losses. Um, and of course, I have faced a different situation uh, regarding understanding customer needs. Well, one of the things you were certainly doing right was it was talking to the customers to begin with. Um, you didn't let, see, it sounds like you didn't have a lot of experience at the time, but you didn't let that stop you. You, you didn't hesitate. You, you didn't hesitate to take this job, one thing, but then mm -hmm. you didn't hesitate to put yourself out there to interview customers, to speak with them. And if I understand mm -hmm. correctly, uh, so anyway, you were off on a great start already by just, by just talking with them. And then if I understand correctly, some of the information they gave you um, was the features or solutions they mm -hmm. wanted. 
And then mm -hmm. and tell me again what so it sounds almost like somebody on the outside might say, Wow, they asked for features and specifications. That sounds great. We can, I can just give those to the developers. Why why did that not work that way? I think customers are really not experts. And uh, when I when they have that solution ready, something else is always missing. Yeah. Because innovation takes time. It takes six months, yeah. one year to be ready. Even incremental innovations, which yeah. are like small improvements in something, they take time. They take at least like six months. Until that six months, customer is uh, customers are thinking about something different. Yes, I'm having that solution, but I want something else. I want something else together with this one. Why? Okay, I uh, have the data, the customer data from previous state, but why don't I have other programs, for example, have something different, have this also. So when you're concentrated and focused on doing the solution, you're missing always something. Yeah. You're missing the big picture. That's why customers are not experts. The experts, these are us. Right. We are the product managers and we know our product and we know how to reduce the time to make reservation. Right. And this is the outcome that the customer expected to right. achieve. Yeah. So this is why uh, for May me. I jump in with a with a question? Yeah. So um it's a bit of a tongue-in-cheek question. So if if customers are not the experts, why bother even talking to them? What are customers maybe experts at? What, what would be, why are we talking to them if they're not experts? Especially big customers, business to business. These are customers with experience, customer lead users, most of them that have used different program, uh, programs, for example, software programs that have, know uh, what is the negative and positive aspects of each of the programs. So they are source of information, like a great source of information for sure. Um, but we need to analyze that information, put that information in the correct statement, a statement that could help us improve the product, all the, the possibilities that this problem, all the business processes that this uh, product could cover. So we know we know the product in a greater range, not just this small piece of it. So we can use that information for customers because there are the people who are doing the business processes. One of the things you said is customers are quick to ask for solutions and specifications. Mm -hmm. And then you said you like to get to the outcome which is mm -hmm. perfectly stated reduce I'm trying the, to reduce the time yeah. to make a reduce the time to make a, a reservation where did you learn about I, i'm a, i'm assuming is that when you say outcome uh, are, you, are you referring to like an odi outcome driven innovation outcome is that what you're referring to yes yes okay. and it, uh, right now actually i'm writing my monograph and i'm uh making an integrated model uh, where I merge the ODI uh, strategy or process with uh, the stage gate process and using instrument of this design thinking too. So, because I, I really think um, um, the most valuable thing uh, for us to be able really to merge different models uh, in the innovation process to apply it, to integrate in the process uh, in order to make successful and predictable innovation, to try to make it, the megaverse process more predictable. Oh, yeah. 
I love that word predictable. I love that word predictable because I think that's what a lot of companies are looking for. It's like, hey, we had this one product that's successful. How what did how can we do that again? And so I I love this idea of this integrated model. Tell us tell us a little more about it. The base of this model is is the stage gate um, model. I really see lots of how to say it. I really see the stage gate applicable in any industry concerning any products, any product innovations in any industry. Uh, so um, and I integrate in this model especially in the first uh, stages of the module, the ODI uh, process um, of understanding customer needs, uh, searching for segments that might be interested in the innovation, uh, applying the proposed by Anthony Uick, uh, um different strategies when developing innovations and also applying uh, some of the instruments of the design thinking in some of the state in every stages of the stage gate. So having an integrated model, I want really to contribute to company to feel more comfortable, confident of uh, doing innovations. Because I think this is the powerful thing and the integration is a really a powerful thing for us to do innovations when reading, gaining that knowledge and uh, creating that ability to modify, to change, to integrate, to merge that knowledge in one, to combine that knowledge in one. Yeah, that's the great thing about a process, right? A process is something that we're going to do over and over if we want to do it we want to get more efficient at it better at it like when you we get up every morning we all have a process of you know brushing your teeth and what whatever your morning routine is it's amazing it's it would be amazing how efficient it is if you were to study it as opposed to if i'm booking a hotel and that's something i do very un, not very often i have, well where am i where am i going i mean it's not it's not a process at all for me it's a project because i have to start so i love this idea of looking at the in innovation as a process so if i understand correctly it sounds like stage gate is sort of the beginning foundation sort of the beginning mm -hmm. structure mm -hmm. then you're adding mm -hmm. on to there mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. yes okay. yeah. yeah correct that mm -hmm. makes that makes a lot of sense and so mm -hmm. how does so let's start with outcome um, Let's start with the outcome-driven innovation part. Where does how does that integrate into StageGate, or how should it be? Um, especially, I think the first stages of uh, the innovation process, when a discovery stage, the scoping stage, uh, the ODI process comes here in the first mm -hmm. uh, the concept development, the first stages of the the uh, innovation process. Uh, and then the commercialization, the testing, when prototyping again could be applied there. Yeah, and I'm thinking about the commercializations. I am now on my progress of doing, so I'm just I'm not ready. So I'm searching my knowledge, trying to to put to complete the puzzle. Yeah. But I'm in that progress. Yeah. So, but like the ODI, especially in the first stages of the stage gate, till the pro the real product development. 
I think something you have in common with my, myself and our other co-hosts is we like looking at the big picture. How does the puzzle fit together? Where, yeah. where do the pieces go? And certainly using outcome, you know, begin, stage gate as the skeleton for a company mm -hmm. makes complete sense. ODI as, you know, sort of at the front end makes sense. You know, it's interesting. One of the most common things uh, that my clients say to me is, well, they say they want to improve, improve stage gate, but what they really mean is they really mean the front of it. Like we hear about the fuzzy front end, like, and so it seems, so me on the, having heard this a lot, I'm like, well, why are they having trouble? It's the answer, you, you presented it perfectly to have, you know, ODI or a similar customer needs uh, study up front. Why do you think companies have such a hard time? Why, why is it still so, such a persistent problem if we all seem to, there's a lot of alignment on what the answer is. Why do they have such a hard time, you know, integrating voice of customer, ODI, et cetera, into the front? Seems like it should have been solved by now. Well, there are some some ways of of solving this at least, but I think it goes a little bit back to maybe what we started discussing, and I think was really interesting. This, I think, a lot of things have to happen first before you stop talking about solutions mm. at the very front. I think so. Maybe it's you have to do some some. I'm wondering about some kinds of mistakes or some kinds of. I don't know, like philosophies have to change. Or I, I don't know how to say it, but kind of you have, probably you have to make this experience that it 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 doesn't work. I mean, the the, the, the experience you described, Katerina, where you said we developed exactly what they told, in terms of solutions, mm -hmm. we developed right. exactly mm -hmm. what they told us and then they rejected it. Mm -hmm. uh, there, that was a big failure Something for me. is wrong. So, so what, something has to give here. So... <laughs> Uh, it's very difficult with big clients. You, they really want to tell you what they want and they are sure in what they want. They want to get it in that way they have described it. So it's really difficult to make them say that, that same thing as an outcome. It's yeah. really difficult. And I'm still uh, struggling with this uh, to make them feel comfortable in that conversation and make them say what they want to say, but in a different way, because they really want to tell you this. They really want to tell you the solution. I know what I want. It's really difficult, but yeah. I mean, it doesn't happen at once. You need to have more meetings with them. You need to, um, to, for me to make them, describe what they're doing, the job, uh, describe how they're making their reservation, when they're making reservations, and just ask them to describe that whole job, the functional job, uh, and then asking the right questions. You yeah. are the person to make them answer your question in that way to transform that solution in, a, in job and outcome. Yeah. It ups to you. So the moderator, like the researcher, us, for me, takes uh, uh, has a central uh, role in this conversation. It it up it's up to us, really. One of the things I really love that you said is you said you you said you still struggle to get those words right. I've been doing this mm -hmm. a long time. 
I struggle to get those words right. It, it's, <laughs> and it's, it's not easy. It's not, it's, you know, one of the things about jobs and outcome driven innovation in general is that it's so simple to describe at the highest level. A customer hires a product, hires a product to accomplish a job. And now we have these criteria they use, these outcomes. You can describe it perfectly. And so it's, it's wonderful because this is an idea that communicates well. You can explain it all up and down the organization, but that how, but then that hides some of the difficulty in, um, in executing it well. But one of the, the themes that I'm really hearing from you that I really like is patience. You said, well, you have to go back to them. You have to have more conversations with them. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we noted, even as we started is, is you just, it sounds like you started interviewing folks before you had this insight of what you should be looking for. You sort of learned, well, that's not getting me, that's, that's not helping, I need to learn more. I, this ooh, mm-hmm. outcome driven innovation, jobs, wow, this has part of the answer. But now that you understand, you understand that intellectually, in practice, mm-hmm. you're still sitting there with somebody else, <laughs> having a conversation like we are, um, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. trying to understand what their criteria mm-hmm. are, what their outcomes are. And mm-hmm. it's, it's very worthwhile, but it's, mm-hmm. it's I, I really appreciate the fact that you're, you're not suggesting that it's easy. And I completely agree. Yeah. No, it's not. Happy. And this is the longest uh, process. The first mm. stages of the innovation process are the longest. Yeah. So really, we need to be sure that the job, we have done our job to understand it and then to go all in this process but actually uh in with business customers is uh really difficult but i think it could be easier with uh uh customers i mean with um how you say it not business consumers yeah i think it's it could be easier with consumers. Actually, uh, with my students, we're doing the make the wallet exercise. It's a really nice exercise. Uh, the students uh, are divided into groups, uh, the developers of the wallet and the consumers. And we're doing exactly this thing, how to improve a wallet by understanding customer needs understanding and defining properly customer needs. I love that. I want to hear more about yeah. this making the wallet. Tell, yeah. It's walk, a walk very nice this. exercise. It goes throughout the whole process, the innovation process, from the first stages of uh, understanding and defining the problem, uh, the concepts, the developments. We're doing actually a prototype of, of that product. But um, and then they're using the instruments of the design thinking, like the wall fidelity prototyping, high fidelity, the feedback capture grid, all instruments very useful uh, in certain stages of the innovation process. So it's really fun. Katarina, mm-hmm. I might have to steal that. I might have to steal <laughs> that. For I my- can tell you more. Do you want me to tell you one, one more question for creativity? Uh, like creativity certainly. for me is really like um, um, a very um, powerful, again, concept term, business term for innovation. There are no innovation without creativity for me. And yesterday with my students, what we did, um, I have put some company names on list, on some sticky notes and uh, a product names on other sticky notes so i have two um two groups of sticky notes company names 
and product names. And for example, in company names, you're having uh, American Airlines, for example, Starbucks, McDonald's, Ikea, Ikea. And uh, you need to pick uh, a note from the first group. These are the companies and a product from a second group. So the, the exercise is what if tomorrow we cannot develop the product with, that we're currently developing? What, what we will do? So for example, you're picking uh, IKEA and from tomorrow, IKEA is not doing furniture, but for example, juices, drinks. So what we're doing, are we going to uh, exist, to continue existing or to stop doing our business so it's really challenging uh, yeah so the the idea of the exercise is to that iq would apply its approach to building or designing uh, products relating to uh well their existing products so the, the approaches they use for their existing products to a new product that's outside of the realm of what they usually do is this mm -hmm. the, the mm -hmm. idea of the exercise yes. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Something totally different that has different resources, technologies, maybe some of them they're not acquainted of. But so that's does that life. imply does that imply you, you, you would have to build the juice maker from scratch and every morning or something like this? <laughs> so we're generating idea. What if tomorrow we're doing juices, not furniture? What uh, if uh, from tomorrow we're not doing flights? by doing, for example, lights, lamps. I'm, I'm particularly intrigued if Ikea was doing these things because I imagine I'd get these cryptic instructions of little cartoon people uh, with, and they'd provide me tools. But what would be an example? So if Ikea was making, um, if Ikea was making juices, what would, what would be an implication of that? What, what would, how, does it, how is that different than, I don't know, Starbucks making juices or something? It's a matter of generating idea. We're starting by uh, applying and generating an idea. We're applying different methods. Uh, like some of my favorites are, I don't know if you know the how, now, wow metrics. It's a really nice tool for generating idea or how might we. Of course, we will use the, um, uh, the brand where it's, IKEA famous for. We do not need to reposition this product. We can use uh, that positioning of the furniture in customer minds, uh, but for some other needs, not the needs that furniture uh, meet, meets, but some other needs of uh, being thirsty. So definitely we're going to use uh, the brands of IKEA, uh, the loyalty and uh, uh, customer delightful uh, the brand, but producing something else. And I think it will be definitely it will be a success. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, creativity is is a whole that's a whole interesting area all all to itself. So with within your wallet exercise, so you have them begin. I'm assuming by interviewing each other to understand mm -hmm. needs, the understand Customers. needs, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they mm -hmm. get experience doing that. And you work with them to write outcome statements. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Mm -hmm. And then, yes. and then they come, then they develop ideas uh, for those. 
Mm -hmm. Right. And so what and so throughout throughout the whole process, what are some of the more I mean, I just I, again, I'm going to so copy this uh, this exercise. What are some of the things they find difficult to do throughout that process? What's challenging? I think the first stages of the process, uh, defining the problem and gathering information about it. OK, I think this is the most difficult part of the innovation process. Um, defining the problem and uh, and gathering information about the product the pro the problem before uh creating the concept of the problem and then developing so i i'm positive that this is the most difficult part in our innovation process and the second difficult part for me is the commercialization stage for sure because i think company knows what to produce what to develop. They know what technology to use. They know how to improve their products. Um, but I think, and uh, uh, based on the researches I have read, not just in Bulgaria, uh, that they experience difficulties uh, with the commercialization stage of the product, with introducing, because we know that there are like very good products that uh, turn to be uh, unsuccessful in market because of. I want to come back to what you said about the difficult, the big, most difficult was the first defining mm -hmm. the problem. Mm -hmm. I, and first of all, I, I find that's also true with regular projects, uh, with big companies. So, but why do you think, so it's interesting to me that with the student exercise, the same phase essentially is also the most difficult. I don't know that I would have guessed that. Why do you think they find that, uh, why, what makes that difficult? And this part of the innovation process, we need that uh, information in order to continue. We need to gather as much information as needed. We need to see the problem from different sides, different aspects. Um, for sure, this is the stage that, take, that takes uh, the longest time to be completed. But we need like a very um, a rich base of information in order to be sure that we have seen the problem from different sides before deciding what really we need to do as a solution. We need to talk even outside the company, inside the company. Uh, the, this process is multidisciplinary, I think. Uh, we need to talk with different people with different knowledge, backgrounds, um, different points of views. So that take, takes really long time. It needs knowledge and skills to be completed, that process to be completed. Yeah. So not everyone. So some people are very good at generating ideas. Uh, some people are good at uh, the marketing stage of the innovation. Uh, but... I think um, that process, that first stages need our experts. It needs expertise. Not everyone, I think, could deal with that first stages. This could be a person who is really trained to do this. So that's why it's difficult. Not everyone can do this. Yeah, a lot of yeah. good points there. I think one, one reason it's difficult is it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. And so there's just the amount of work. 
And I love what you say about it. It needs well, several times you said we need to talk. We need to talk. We've got to gather information. There's different people in the company or customers, whoever, you know, they have there's bits of knowledge here and there to just copy mm -hmm. what you said. We need to talk. We need to have mm -hmm. these conversations to align um, to. Well, one we just we had a great talk with uh, Jan's company uh, Biot, um, in our last session. And one thing he's one thing about their process is they begin with getting the business intention, if I have that right, Jan. Yeah. And so, in other words, what's for a particular project? What's the business intention? What's the business's job to be done? And what I found is different people on the team, they don't always oh, yeah. have the same thing in mind. Oh, yeah. And to, <laughs> Absolutely. to, your, to your point, Katrina, um, you said it takes expertise to navigate that conversation. Part of, in my experience, and it very much syncs with what you're saying, it does take expertise. And part of the reason is navigating those differences. And if I'm on the outside, I don't really have a strong opinion. Or if I do, I'm trying to sort of suppress it. I'm trying just to keep the conversation going. And, and which means um, there's disagreement. And so you have to just, it's also, it's hard to predict how long a conversation, if, if, if we all disagree, how can we predict yeah. how long it takes us to get to consensus? I, have, I, I don't know that we can. We have to, we, we have to, we have to, do, to use your words, we need to talk. We need to just, the information that's in our heads. Um, we, we have to have this, we have to get aligned in this business intention or the whole project uh, is doomed to fail. Yeah. And I find it fascinating by no end. See, I would have assumed that for your classroom project that whatever, they would just, uh, you know, that it would be so fast. But it's it's fascinating to know when that this they also uh, find this the most difficult. And so just sort of recap, um, it, it takes work. It, so there's a was a quantity, an amount of work it takes. There's differences in people's heads we, about this business intention. We need to talk, and then it takes expertise to uh, to navigate that. Have I have I have I um, paraphrased Scott? That? Yes, Scott, you said perfectly. Yes. Mm -hmm. Repeat that again. Just, I didn't hear you. What did you say? You said great. Oh, okay, good. Perfectly, I thought was what I. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Well, you're. I think you're absolutely right, Scott. I mean, well, it really. I mean, it depends on 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 the project, but but sometimes we spend a lot of time just doing what we call. I mean, we call it stake stakeholder interviews. So before we talk, I mean, that's before the kickoff. Before we define anything, we just pick. I mean, at, at some projects, you, you, you're, uh, you, I mean, you have companies that are very well aligned; they know what they want. But quite often, that's not the case, or it, at least the differences are there, and you, you need to kind of handle these. And then we just talk to stakeholders, each each one of them individually. If it's ten, it's ten. So you you basically do ten almost like customer interviews, but but it's with the stakeholders. And, and then you realize they have completely different visions of where they want this project to go. And then, and then that doesn't work because I think there's so many different ideas about innovation out there and, and about what kind of also the company, I mean, uh, where, where the company should be heading and you need to kind of navigate that. Um, you need, mm -hmm. uh, but, but you need to find a way of, of dealing with this. So I, I, I want a little bit, I, I would be really interested. You said something, Katerina, in the very, uh, some minutes ago where you said, well, this this first stage of where we are in kind of the information gathering mm -hmm. stage, or where we we just need to, it's not for some people. So some people are not good at this, or maybe it's not their thing. It's more about the yes. So what are kind of maybe the can you 
describe a little bit more like what's the person like um that's good at this information gathering stage what are are there some mm -hmm. qualities or what, what does it or what mm -hmm. skills does it take i think this should be the product manager itself <laughs> because <laughs> this is the person that combines everything all the knowledge from different disciplines this is the 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 product manager so i think this is the product manager himself uh but um uh what specifically um i love the five skills of uh, jeff dyer uh to associate listen to observe to network and to experiment mm. so of course this should be a person that uh, has that specific skills, a specific behavior that um, encourages uh, um, the smooth uh, flow of that information between individuals, um, should uh, create such an environment comfortable for everyone environment. So definitely, and at the same time, this should be a person who navigates that conversation that discussion so really that should be a person with great skills certain behavior and knowledge so i put the knowledge above everything for me knowledge mm. is above everything because knowledge teaches us skills creativity behavior everything reading so reading. knowledge is also, i was just gonna ask like how do you how do you get the knowledge like where? reading reading <laughs> and i wanted to say that it doesn't matter if we do incremental innovations or radical innovations uh, actually for me doing incremental innovation is more difficult than doing radical in, uh, innovation because doing incremental customer uh, customers are expecting to receive something that they're expecting to receive. They want to see their needs there. So doing incremental innovation is really, really difficult for me and much difficult in practice than something, introducing something uh, radically new and introducing that radical pro product based on technology and um, and know-how and knowledge, experience and getting acquainted the market with that radical product so doing incremental is really much difficult for me i will i, I find that very interesting i don't know how kind of the consensus probably i mean i i, I think i tend do you to understand agree, you understand yeah, can you, what I, mm -hmm. I was just gonna ask can you elaborate a little bit i i think i have an idea of why of why that is but can you elaborate a little bit you you mentioned this very nicely with kind of okay there are expectations out there already so yes. what, why is it so much more difficult for me i don't know if uh, the knowledge says that the literature says that but it's I, something I have, no I have come with that doing increment because because um improving something that already exists this thing is used by customers they work with it and they are expecting this product to improve mm -hmm. every other year they have certain needs and they uh see 
there uh, see the solution of their needs or they don't see the solution of their needs and based on that they uh, reject or yeah. accept the pro uh, the, uh, the product they talk they talk nicely about the product or they don't talk nicely about that product but always there in the incremental in, uh, innovation there are certain expectations that we need to meet we yeah. have to meet as an organization when we're doing radical innovations it's really I think they're more like a technology push innovations. We're introducing something new and we're making people know about this new product, something that will change their lives, that they will change their behavior. And we need to convince them that the product is good. They don't have any expectation. They're trying it, they're loving it, or they're just not loving it. But that's why I think mm. it's much easier uh, it's again, it's a commercialization. It's um, it's uh, it's up to our um, abilities uh, and knowledge to commercialize that product in both uh, situations. And here, I think radical innovations are more difficult to be commercialized, but yeah. not more difficult to um, to to be introduced to market and uh, to make people uh, interested in them because they don't have any expectations. Yeah, I think it has a lot to do. I mean, you mentioned the, the, the morning routines, God. I mean, I think humans are such creatures of habit. And I mean, I include myself. So difficult to change. If there is a project, a product out there that they've been using for years mm -hmm. and you change it too much. Mm -hmm. So that you, they really have to change their habits. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. when you're going to get backlash. That's when they, yeah, but you yeah. have to. So I, I was thinking about this when you were like, so kind of matching it. You have to move the habits a little bit in, because every, I mean, every kind of innovation requires a change of habits on the side of the mm -hmm. customer. Mm -hmm. Big and or small. Yeah. We usually don't like those things. So usually we are at first that, time, yeah. At, at first, it, but it or it has to have a really, really big benefit that we change really our habits. And mm -hmm. then, so I, I think mm -hmm. I, I that's why I intuitively kind of agreed with kind mm -hmm. of making the next generation of something that already is is really loved in the market is very, very difficult. It's a very high because you have to change it, but not too much. And, and now, what are the dimensions to change the product on so you don't make people angry because they like you for some reason. So mm -hmm. that's, mm -hmm. yeah. Several things come to mind. One, remember when Apple iPhones used to have the wider, uh, the, the larger oh, yeah. power um, before the lightning connection, the one before it was much, yeah. it was so wide. And when they the went from yeah, that yeah. one, you know, whatever, it was like an inch wide or sorry, two and a half centimeters wide. Uh, <laughs> but um, when they went to the lightning one, it was so much smaller. I mean, the benefits are obvious to to anybody. It's a smaller cable, etc. But as a customer, it's like I've all my you're very you're aggravated because now yeah. my, I've got to buy all new chargers. I don't care about yeah. right in this moment. I don't. I'm not concerned about what's good long term. Uh, but I have is, to change. Just change. And Jan, I, I wish I could say your exact phrasing. I'll I'll get it on the recording later. But you said something like a any innovation requires a change in habit, something, mm -hmm. something yeah. that, I thought that was really, really good statement. 
that mm-hmm. springs out of of um, half a year, half a year of discussion with Beard on habits. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, that, that wasn't kind of I know this sentence. It's it's on purpose. So. But it's, Katerina, it's such a great point, and one I would have I would have gotten this wrong if I was a student in your class. <laughs> I would have got you would have given me a bad grade because I would have said I would have said uh, radical is more difficult. But 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 the you take yeah. risk when you change your current product. I'll give you a personal example. We use this software, um, survey software called Qualtrics. And I don't know, a couple of years ago, a year ago, they completely changed the way, I knew how to use it. I knew how to set up a, Jan, you might be familiar with this. Yeah, yeah. And so they changed how they did this, they changed how it worked. And so as somebody, when I was programming a survey, I went into a program that I thought I knew how to use. And all of a sudden I had to, it's like I'm using something. It's like I'm going from PC to Mac. I didn't ask for this. I was not unhappy before, but man, I wore, you know, it didn't do any good, but I let them know about it, but it's, it seems silly (laughs) in retrospect. I mean, they probably, who knows, who knows? I'm sure they had some reason, but there, you know, Tony Olick a long time ago, uh, had a he had a talk he would give and it was called something like I don't, I don't have this exactly right but it was something like ignore the voice of the customer which it was designed to be pr- a provocative oh, nice. it was designed to be provocative and it was more meant to not it's back to Katarina's earlier point is not to take their I want this feature quite so literally but if you think about it us as customers when they're like you're like I don't want this lightning port I want the wider one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's so funny even though we're jobs to be done people we're still customers and we still get mad and we still insist yeah. that we know what solution we want. It, doing incremental innovation is not really so easy as yeah. it sounds. Not yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one point you made a while ago, like who has the expertise? You said the product manager. And I so agree with that. I think I mentioned that it's a fun job. I also think, well, it's been traditionally very misunderstood and it, its importance hasn't been understood. I, that's almost not even true anymore. That it's really becoming elevated in, in more recent years. But um, if what advice would you give to a new product manager? You were a new one once and you learned some things the hard way. For a new product manager, how would they get started? What what's the you said they should they should read. What what should they do to become to gather to get this expertise to be a proficient be proficient? Take your class for one, I'm sure, but beyond that. <laughs> so for me, um, knowledge. <laughs> Again, I mean, to be a product manager, I think you don't need to go from the lowest level of your organization and uh, like constantly to, uh, to go up uh, to the point that of being a product manager. So you need, to, for me, you don't need to start from low. I don't know how it's in the United States, but if I'm doing an interview for a product manager, I need to see a person that that is flexible, that has creativity, that has convergent, divergent thinking. Of course, knowledge on the industry that he is working in. Let's suppose that I just took a job as a new product manager. I don't have any knowledge. I'm like, they made a big mistake in hiring me, but I, I was very witty and, uh, and very uh, humorous. And I just charmed them during the interview. And I'm in all of a sudden now I'm in this role, I'm way over my head. So, but I don't, I'm not going to say uh, you, you made a mistake in hiring me. I'm going to, 
I'm going to make a, I'm going to figure out how to do this. What advice would you give me? Rate, 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 knowledge, uh, create us as professional, professionals. Uh, What would I read? What, what, what would I read? Tell me, give me some, give me some books to read. My personal MBA. By Josh Kaufman. Is that the book you're referring to? Yeah. I I love that that book. I, I think it's for beginners. I love that book. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have admitted that. <laughs> I, I love think this that is book. a very good book for beginners. Yeah, I found that. Can you say a little bit more about it? I, I love. It. I, I've never I mean, heard I hardly that. anybody mention it. It's, I jumped all over. Josh, Josh Kaufman, the personal MBA. He's also in his website. He's got a fantastic reading list. I think of a hundred references. I've, I just found it to be very good and. And I've not heard anybody mention it before besides me. So I've, I've, you've got me highly interested. So the, the personal MBA. So, so, so describe it, Katarina. Why would you recommend this, this book to a new product manager? These are, uh, we need to start that, build, that house from first steps of the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so my pers- uh, the personal MBA is a good yeah. start. It's uh, like uh, very, uh, all the concepts, the terms are presented in a very understandable way, even for beginners, people who are not, who are uh, young in the business. Uh, so, um, and he describes uh, the business processes in one company he describes the different terms the most important terms in concerning business practices and business processes so i think you should start from there uh, i don't know now my books are really focused on innovations uh, but um, i can continue with uh, for example let's say the dna of innovations oh, yeah. i think it's the jeff D- dyers i'm not sure yeah, the dna of <laughs> innovations yeah, but is the, the innovators DNA. the innovators DNA? Yeah, the innovators, the innovators, DNA. innovators DNA. Yeah, that's the yeah, correct yeah, yeah. title. Innovation and entrepreneurship. It's a classic one. Dis- disruptive innovations. I don't know where's the title. Is it by Clayton Christensen? The innovators dilemma. That's- the innovator dilemma. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would suggest you read the Oslo Manual. It's a European uh, document of the European Commission where all the terms, but it's again, innovation terms are explained. It's for beginner, beginners. It's the, uh, it's the Oslo Manual, but it's okay. again, focused on innovations. And my book. Of course. <laughs> oh, of it's already course. out. Oh. Let's talk about Very your nice. book. Let's talk. Let's talk about you. Tell us about and your my book. book. Let's go right there. Tell us about um, your book. Scott, Jan, Jonathan, this is my contribution to the knowledge. Does everyone understand what really innovation is? So I start the book with a really def- detailed, like profound um, analysis of the term of innovation from uh, different sides what really innovation is because to create innovation we need first to understand mm. when we can call our product an innovation when we can call our process an innovation and we need to have like uh, one and the same meaning and understanding of this term i have i have just to let you know i have read your paper you have a paper out on under, understanding innovation I have 
but this is my Wait. youngest. This is my young ears as researchers. Oh, so I shouldn't point this out, or so. <laughs> so don't read no, that. No, yeah. Read the book. Okay. This is this is one of my first papers. Oh, okay. So, oh. did you like it? Yeah, especially at the very end. I for, don't. Okay. <laughs> I could do much more. All right. So. Don't read that paper. Wait for the book. Read the book. <laughs> read the book. Read the book. It's much. So what has more changed? Mature. So I'm intrigued now. What has changed from from this early? Me, uh... Me of course, as every one of us. Sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we have. But has changed. your definition? Have... Has your definition of innovation changed? So yeah, do you have another? Uh, okay. Uh, definitions, uh, and I have um, outlines the main elements of the term of innovation. So this is me, this is the way I see innovations. Uh, so everything in the book really is new to the world and new to the theory. Um, so I have outlined the main elements of the innovations, uh, the elements in the, in the term of innovations. What are those main and elements? Okay, do you want me to tell I, them? Yeah, That's I do. the burning question. I'm, the, I want yeah. innovation. I want to know now. <laughs> okay, so the first one is the neur neurness. I mean, something to be called innovation. Uh, it should be new, something new. So this is the first element. Then we go with something improved. So something to be innovation is just not something that needs to be new to the world or to the organization, but needs to, but could be something improved, something existing improved. Uh, the second element is the perception of the newness. So Everett Roger, do you know Everett Roger? It's uh, uh, the diffusion of innovation theory. I think it's a great theory and we can all use that knowledge from the uh, diffusion innovation. Yes, yeah. so it's a great. It's a great book. book. I it's think we book. can use. I think we can use that knowledge in our innovation process. There are lots of uh, principles of the diffusion that we can do that we can use in the commercialization stage. Mm -hmm. Very mm -hmm. useful thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so the perception, his yeah. words, the perception of the newness is also we can call yep. innovation. Yep. Uh, it's an instrument for change, of course. Innovation leads to uh, change, to adaptivity, is the ability of the organization to change and adapt. Um, of course, it's a competitive advantage. Um, so firms, companies create innovation to keep their competitive advantage, to uh, retain their competitive advantage. It's a process. Innovation is not a single act, but a process. Um, and it starts with an opportunity. Opportun and this is something I really, I also focus on opportunities for innovation, sources for innovation. Some of them exist, some of them we need to create. We need to be able to create, to see or create opportunities for our innovations, opportunities that uh, do not, yet exist. Uh, so this is also a skill of the product manager to see that opportunity, that source of innovation. Actually, our conversation right now is a source of innovation. I I'm sure tomorrow every one of us will have ideas how to change something, how to do it better. So 
but it's our ability to see that conversation as a source for innovation, as an opportunity for innovation. And then the, um, the most important element, this is the implementation. So we cannot call a product or a process innovation if it's not implemented. And there, is a, there are different aspects of that implementation. Implementation as introduction to market. So something is developed and we introduce that product, for example, to the market. So we can say that this product is an innovation. There could not, there's, uh, it's not necessary to have a, um, capitalization of this uh, product, but just by introducing it to the market, we make that product an innovation. So this is the one side of that implementation of the innovation. Um, and the other side is um, something that is used. So implementation as the exploitation of the innovation. So this is the other aspect of, uh, so not just introduced, but used by customers. So but is successful in the, the market? Minimum, or? It doesn't need to be successful on the market, oh, okay. a product so to be called innovation. It needs to be introduced to market. The market should know about the existence of that product. This is the implementation stage of the product. So I can implement it in one single customer. For example, in software, we're doing many products that we implement in one single customer. They do not go to other customers, mm. to majority of customers. One is enough for the product to be called innovation. Uh, so it doesn't need to be successful, uh, like uh, commercially successful on the market, a product to be called innovation. And innovative company is the one that have that have that uh, a comp innovative company is the one that has implemented at least one innovation throughout one period of time. For example, one year, two years, it depends. But to introduce so this product mm -hmm. to go out of the company and to see the world to be introduced. So this is the one aspect of that implementation. So at least the product should be introduced to be to market to be called innovation. The next one is to be used and to satisfy needs to bring value to customer needs so and this is the essentials all the innovation exists to bring value right and so and this is like uh an element uh of the need satisfaction uh an element of the innovation so talking about product innovation here if it's a process innovation of course used within the company satisfying uh, internal nets. Yeah. At some point you said, I'm going to write a book. What was, what was your job to be done? What made you decide to spend all that time and effort and energy to put into a book? What was, why, what was your motivation? Um, I wanted first for my students, mm. this is the motivator for me. I wanted my students to be able to read and to gain that knowledge to gain my knowledge and my um, point of view concerning innovations. Of course, that knowledge is combined from different sources, but there is me in that book, yeah. my point uh, concerning this team. Uh, so my students were the, greater, the greatest motivator for this, uh, to be able to find in, in one place 
that knowledge. And the book itself uh, described the whole process of doing innovations and suggesting instruments, techniques, methods to be used in each of the stages of that innovation process. Also giving um, examples. So there are many, many examples because I think that every term should be explained with examples for the reader. So this is the best way to be understood. To be understood. So there are plenty of examples here. Um, opportunities, types, innovations are not just product and process innovations, right? There are so many forms of innovation that could bring value for the organization and the market. So it's far not just product and process innovations. I so it's have, pretty interesting. I do yeah. have one request for your book, maybe for a next edition, mm -hmm. an English translation. Since I'm an American, I, all I know. These, every everybody on this on this line except me is going to speak multiple languages. But as an American, you know, yeah, we, we just speak English. But I don't we, speak Bulgarian. Don't right. speak Bulgarian. Yeah, I so know. That's that's that. Okay. So we will all be anxious. We will all be anxiously waiting uh, for for with for, for that English version with bated breath, as the expression goes. Because it, it totally sounds, I, I have, I, it's very impressive that what you put together. And you know what? Especially with your, the audience you had in mind, and the audience was your students. You wanted them, mm -hmm. you wanted to create something so they had a better experience, a, a book that covered it from A to Z. You didn't see anything out. You saw an opportunity, uh, to use your own words. You saw, you wanted something that was complete for them. And uh, you created it, and it's a lot of work writing a book, and it's it's fun too. Um, I keep getting tempted to do it again, and then I'm like, oh, stop it! It's like an evil thought. Just don't do that. So I just I really um, also applaud your motivation for writing it, as to provide a better experience for your students. And I have to imagine they're quite fortunate uh, to have you in. I'm definitely going to look research more about this wallet uh, experiment. I think that's a fantastic. I may be, I may, I'm certainly, I may be harassing you later to ask you more about the how that uh, how that goes. But one last question: What or not exactly the last one, but what's next for you? What's next for Katerina? Next is my monograph mm -hmm. and um, my next stepping stone which is associate professor oh, nice. in innovations yes uh but this is still to come yeah. and i'm very eager for this well they're congratulations fortunate. yeah congratulations yeah. They're, they're fortunate to have you as of your students now i really do have the last question okay this is this is a this is a new one for us okay so if you are going to host an innovation conference you're the key you're you're the product manager of the whole innovation conference as part of this conference, you're going to bring all the attendees together and have them to watch a movie. What movie are you going to have them to watch? Surprise for my co-host. Me? Yeah, you get to choose the movie. Everybody's going to watch it. What movie are they going to watch and why? Meet Joe Black. Meet Joe Black. Well, that's yes. interesting. He's and the last, the last scene, that's life. What can we say? So meet Joe Black and the last stand. Mm -hmm. Is that right? 
Well, it's very mm -hmm. innovative because as for one, you gave us two. So you've got your own, you, you, you had to improve upon the instructions, which I think is fantastic. Meet Joe Black in The Last Stand. But why, why the, uh, I'm going to go to the second one. Why The Last Stand? What about that? Why, would, why are you going to have us to watch that? It makes people think. Mm -hmm. Or is life um, that we're living the most incredible thing, and we need to make it a better place. Yeah, to live. Well, 100% agree. I, you know, I just saw this innovation the other day. Um, it goes under a tractor and it kills weeds with light. So it shot. I don't know how the light knows what plants to kill or not, but anyway. But that's that's to your point. That's innovation, making the world a better place. Because it's it's yeah. what it's what's it not doing? It's not putting chemicals or or you know all the other things they might use that hurt the ground. I, the light presumably doesn't hurt the ground, and so I think you know I think we think about innovation so much as how it helps a particular business, but you know it really helps to solve meaningful problems for people. And uh, we're very appreciative for you spending time with us today and you've dedicated your career to it. And we've certainly enjoyed this conversation. Well, Katerina, any, any final thoughts? I want to all thank you. I haven't, feel, I haven't felt more comfortable in any discussion. Thank you for giving me that comfortable environment. Uh, and I hope I will see you some other time too. Thank you kindly for this invitation, you're this very, conversation. You're very welcome. And I'll, I'll definitely be following up about that wallet. Well, Katarina, it is, has been a pleasure. Thanks so much for today's discussion. And that, friends, concludes today's Product Quest podcast. Please send any comments or ideas for future shows to productquestpodcast at gmail.com. And we will see you next time. Thank you, Scott.